I'm Amy Gumenick, known for Mary Winchester on Supernatural and Carrie Cutter, a.k.a. Cupid, on Arrow, and you're listening to The Fandom Podcast. Welcome to The Fandom Podcast, episode 112. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. Our topic tonight is Iron Fist's Netflix series. Try saying that three times fast. So training with the Drunken Master, we have Nick English. I am the only Drunken Master who can fight without being drunk. It's five o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and he's had more experience with a hand than you, is Jeff Dumas. Sweet Christmas. I was going to say something else, but I literally can't remember anything else about the show. (laughs) Sweet Christmas. I did laugh out loud at that scene. (laughs) And I am mastering the Wushu finger hold. Oh, wait, that's that's the wrong show. Sorry. I'm Brandon Ushio. Are you you serious? You watched the cartoon and not. What are we even doing here? What? You watched watched the panda cartoon? You you didn't even get the right show? I watched. Oh, I, I know. That's what I, I watched. <laughs> well, wasn't he a panda? Is, I need some oh, noodles. Wait, no, pandas are Asian, so it couldn't have been a panda. <laughs> Political <laughs> jokes. Oh man. Yeah, oh. but you know, okay, we can bring that up later. But wasn't Iron Fist white in the comics? Like, isn't yeah, that... he was always white. You know, you know. <laughs> he, he, here's the thing. There's there's a lot of things to get upset about. This was not one of them. Um, and this is the Japanese guy saying that. Granted, I am the fourth generation born in america so i'm pretty whitewashed myself but i you know i i don't think this is the one to get upset about (laughs) and ghost in the shell was barely the one to get upset about but then people getting so upset about people getting upset that made me upset so uh, if you can follow that in that upset inception train yeah that and and tilda swinton happened too that's all i have to add it's, yeah, it's hard as a white male to argue about whether <laughs> where race. But so belongs. many do, so many do, and they sound completely like clueless. And I'm not saying that all white men that argue it do sound clueless, but the ones who do are. give everybody else a bad name, and that okay. sounded racist right there. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is just one of those topics you just can't win. Landmine ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. All right, so let's jump into the news. Okay, our first news will make all the Whovians, Potterheads, whatever they want to call themselves. I think you self-identify with the terms that you call yourself nowadays. Um, Jude Law has been cast to be Dumbledore. Question. Mm -hmm. Why would would the Whovians be excited about this? Did I say Hoovians? You said Hoovians. <laughs> well, I both... am an excited Hoovian right now. Exactly. Because they're both I mean, British, and you can... I, I'm just in the racist mood tonight. All oh, British shows are the same thing, right? Wow, okay. So, All some y'all guy look with alike. an accent? <laughs> All y'all look alike. Wow. I'm, okay, okay, I'm still stuck on the episode of Doctor Who from from Saturday. I was, oh, I was very God. happy about that. That was, we'll talk I, about I, that I was, next week or something. I don't yeah, know. We, yeah, we got to talk about that. All I'm going to say right now is you need to go watch it because here's the thing. I was not happy with the Christmas episode. This would have been a much better Christmas episode. This would have oh been gosh. a much better Christmas episode. I am glad. That, I, I'm even okay with the Christmas episode being as meh as it was 
if this is what I get for the rest of this season. So oh yeah, all right. That's 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 a completely different British show though. Harry Potter, <laughs> Potterheads. Uh, what better. else? Uh, what else do they call call them? I mean, they could call themselves Hoovians. That just wouldn't muggles. make any sense. The the Muggles. Um, and not saying a Hoovian can't enjoy Harry Potter. I was just confused. <laughs> That's okay because apparently so was I. Uh, no, Jude Law cast as young Dumbledore in the next Fantastic Beasts, and I'm okay with this. Like I've been trying to think about who you would cast as uh, as young Dumbledore, and I was like, who are you gonna do? And Jude Law, I'm. You know what? I he's done a lot of really good things, and I think he will do a really good Albus Dumbledore. Uh, Jeff, is this going to bring you into the series? Not any more than literally anyone else. I saw Fantastic Beasts in the theater. I haven't seen it since, but you know, it's I enjoyed it. Uh, Jude Law. I don't know how. There are worse picks, probably. You know, if they would have hired an American, that probably would have. Like, you know, a guy from Oklahoma or Kansas or someplace like Johnny Depp is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's, yeah. My first thought when they when they announced this was like, oh my gosh, I can now already picture all of the fanfic that people are going to be writing <laughs> about this now because OMG, you would, like, the attractive men, right? Uh, yeah, but does Johnny Depp with the blonde hair count as attractive? Because now I is he still like, cast... Hey, because I've heard that he wasn't, and then he was, and then that he's was not. on April Fools. That was April first. Oh, I hate the internet on wow, April first because was, they. That was a bad they, one too. Because there's so many people that don't want so, him to be it. So like, yeah, people are gonna latch onto that like crazy. Funny story. Share that. Funny story. On April Fool's Day, my cousin announced that she was pregnant, and it. Every comment was really today of all days, and she's like, "No, no, it's real. We wanted to do it." And yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, according to IMDb, Johnny Depp is still cast as Grindelwald. I didn't pronounce that right. I don't All care. All right, good. Uh, no, that and, was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, so it's going to have Tina, Queenie, Letta. I don't know who that is. Uh, you don't Clarence? know who Queenie is? No, Letta. Oh, Letta. Zoe Kravitz's character. Letta, oh, Letta Lestrange. Oh, oh boy. Now we know we're who gonna, it is. We're going to get ourselves a love triangle going on. Maybe it's a Deathly Uh-oh. Hallows-shaped love triangle. <laughs> and for some reason, Ezra, Miller, Ezra Miller's character is back. They got the Flash in this one? Boy, no. Barry Allen really messes up the timeline. <laughs> Hashtag not my Flash. Uh, <laughs> Jacob is... The Muggle guy is back, and Andrew Law. So there's only eight people cast right now. And it's currently only called Fantastic Beasts in order to find them two. Although I have a feeling... So there's a lot of work to be done on that. It's in pre-production, expected November 16th, 2018. Pre-production, pre-production, yes. okay. Dude, that's like the next time we'll get Doctor Who. Oh, wait, no, it's not. <laughs> woo Also, apparently oh. in development, Sherlock Holmes 3? I really? Yeah, I, heard, I heard about that. The only people cast are Robert Downey Jr., Rachel McAdams, and Jude Law. That's all you need. But, well, you, 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 need, a per- you need an antagonist. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on in uh, pre-production right now. As of about eight hours ago, as we're recording this on uh, April seventeenth, James Gunn announced that this week we start the U.S. press junction junket before traveling to Europe at the end of the week, and blah 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 blah. But the question that comes up perhaps the most is. What's the deal with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and are you going to direct? 
uh, some more blah, 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 blah. And then you get, so yes, I'm returning to write and direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Blah, 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 blah. I can't freaking wait to get started. <laughs> so You know, if I were James Gunn, I would have said, oh, no, everyone dies at the end of Volume 2, so I can't direct Volume 3. <laughs> You know what? Do you think Marvel is okay with him just getting on Facebook and being like, yep, it's happening? Because don't they normally like to do like press conferences and stuff like Maybe. that? He might be in trouble right now. He might not. Who knows? Um, but it's James Gunn. It's James he kind of writes his own check at this point, right? It's, you know, he's every list I've seen of the top Marvel movies. Guardians is in the top three, if not number one. So I think Marvel's going to be like, you know what? We're okay with that. I don't think, yeah. unless, unless this is a giant red herring and literally they all die because he said it, because <laughs> he says it comes out, it will take place after Infinity War. So unless they all die in the war, let's face it, volume three is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I am, I'm excited about that. So did any of you guys see that leaked or maybe leaked who the next doctor is? It was, nope. it, it was, it was, I saw it. It's false news. It is false news. Okay. Yes. Fake news. Fake, fake news. I was wondering if you were pretend, if you were intentionally not saying fake. It, it anyway. was bigly fake. It was bigly false news. Okay. Who was the rumor? I didn't look it up. It was the guy that was in love actually that plays Colin that goes to the U.S.? That redheaded guy? Are you going to make me look up love actually? Dude, you yep. haven't watched that? Assume I, I had literally. I can't literally think of anything else he's been in because they're all like British shows that I don't watch. He plays a character named Colin. Okay. Yes. He's a, he's a very unattractive. Colin Frizzle, Chris Marshall, Chris Marshall, Chris Marshall. He's funny. Like he's really funny, and so I would have been okay with it. Like I was completely fine with it if it was true. But there are worse fake doctors. There, there, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything, literally anything, this guy's been in. Yeah, I don't think I have either. He's really funny in Love Actually, but okay. So, uh, while we're on Doctor Who for a second, um, I was just watching Graham Norton, and Peter Capaldi was on there, and he said something interesting. He said that they filmed the season, but they haven't gone to back for the Christmas special yet, but he's also filmed his character's death. So, and so, you know, but, the, yeah. so the so the BBC this time has decided to give a whole lot more to the press because last season they didn't give a whole lot to the press and the press was like, man, Doctor Who is what their theory was. In all honesty, it was more like, meh, Doctor Who, these episodes aren't great. Yeah. Uh, so far, I've, I mean, one episode in and I've, I am really excited about this season. They, although I was really excited after seeing the Doctor ride in on a tank too. Uh, but you know, I thought you I, wanted this a max episode, battle. <laughs> yeah, that was a great opener, and you know, Bill Bill is a great companion, um, and so I think that some of these little clips that they have shown have shown the Doctor regenerating in this season, and so I don't know if they are going to do like a Christopher Eccleston kind of a thing where he dies at the end of the season and he regenerates. Yeah, the Christmas special, because that's kind of oh, what they did yeah. with the Ninth Doctor. Yeah, uh, that could happen. And that one, that one, I found really interesting compared to all the other ones because on that one, he did take some time to 
regenerate, where all the other ones were like instantaneous. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see if Chris Marshall is actually the next doctor because I know the BBC really likes to milk it for all that it's gotten. So that's why I was kind of like, I don't know if this is true or not because it doesn't seem like it would be leaked. But if it was, I'm sure that they're seething because they like to have like the LeBron opening the letter and telling me I'm going to, you know, going to Miami and taking my talents to South Beach type special. Yeah, they, 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 like they wanted a, a more David thing. Tennant style doctor, and so I really doubt this one is accurate because he's definitely not a David Tennant style. <laughs> he's hey, not attractive, but he is hilarious. So. Maybe they're going to go with my theory. He's going to regenerate as a redhead and be like, oh my gosh, I'm finally ginger, and then get shot again and regenerate again. And that'll be the 13th doctor <laughs> that so that nobody that has to be yeah. the 13th. If they're gonna if they're gonna That's do the that same. if they're gonna do that they should just have Rupert Gint do it. Oh, have a really famous redhead. Yeah. And, or and, even and better. Like, and then his whole life he can say that he was the thirteenth Doctor for like three minutes. Well, te- uh, technically speaking, pushes glasses up the nose. Capaldi is the thirteenth Doctor. Well, yeah, but I they know, don't just, call him thirteen. I know. I just had to. I just had to do that. It is. It is the scary. Uh, scary if, number. What if they hire a redheaded actor and make him dye his hair? <laughs> just as a, that, just that, as like an inside joke to Whovian fans, just that like, would be about as like maddening to Lena as not letting David Tennant use his accent. She so, she loves his accent, and she was so mad that they didn't let him use it. Lena doesn't like redheads. She oh, does, wait, and wait. she loves Scotch. She as sees well. them as competition. Yeah, yeah. All the redheads are, are competition to Lena. Oh, they're all they're all part of her clan. Together, they steal the <laughs> souls of everyone around them. Stealing the souls. Uh, that's, that's why what, they have freckles, right? That's for every what every soul, redhead's freckle is, right? They have, yeah, for every soul that they have stolen. I actually watched a really funny like YouTube video the other day that said rare footage of a ginger stealing a woman's soul, and it was at their wedding, and he kisses her like while they're taking pictures, and she faints from exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was funny. Anyways. So there's some theories on. going around right now that Hela, for, or for Hela, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, that there's a scene of her in the uh, Thor 2 trailer with an Infinity Stone. I'm, the Soul I, Stone? Yes, the Soul Stone. Speaking of souls and stealing souls. Uh, uh, I see. So. Now I see how we got there. <laughs> I was a little yeah. confused. <laughs> thanks thanks well, for the segue, all, Jeff. I appreciate it. We all know who has the Soul Stone. It's James James Brown. Brown. How? Get up on oh, that thing. Dance. better. Get How was that again, Nick? Get up on oh, that thing. Dance. better. Oh, no. The recording, the recording cut out. I guess we can't use that. Darn. <laughs> Not any of that. All right. So, it's no, no, no. Heavily the, the, the person, if you want something, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Thanos, Thanos. He's he's the guy searching for the Infinity Stones. Uh, there's some possible interactions between him and Hela. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, but we'll also, never see Thanos in any other Marvel property in any other way. I mean, he, Josh Brolin kind of screwed that up with Jonah Hex. You know, he's lucky he got <laughs> Thanos. I mean, jo- Josh Brolin and Marvel do not mix. Yeah, right. I'm drawing the line in the sand right now. 
They're probably right. not going to cast him as anything else yeah, because seriously. he just wait, 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 wait. What's this? What's this news I see? That, uh, <laughs> I'm being handed Thanos this now. Act. <laughs> Thanos actor Josh Brolin has signed on to play Cable in Deadpool two. What? <sighs> Sorry guys. Sorry. <laughs> Dang it. We're so close. Now he's I can't see this. Movie. He's too short for a stormtrooper. <laughs> completely wrong. Completely wrong. Wrong. Uh, wrong. But he is short. Well, no, it's the right parent company, I guess. But the wrong. <laughs> Wrong property. Um, no, Josh Brolin has signed a four-picture deal to play Cable. Four so, pictures? Four pictures. That's, so, that's so it's, a lot. It, it's so got to be like to... X-Men and Cable, or X-Men okay. and Deadpool and X-Force and that makes a lot Cable more sense. Th- or Deadpool 3 or something like that. Because I don't know if I want four more Deadpool movies. You know, the first one oh, had its charm, know. and the second one's probably going to be great, but eventually they're going to get too big. I think it's going to be the next Bond franchise, personally. I think they're going to have like 26 Deadpool movies. Yeah, I, th- I hear that's the rumor said. going around for the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> well, that's already been kind of confirmed. Because <laughs> every single time they say, oh, this is the last one. Oh, wait, you gave us this much money? Okay, we'll do another last one. Whoa, crap, I can't get any other work than saying I am Groot, so let's make another one. I am Groot? Yeah, there's a thing I saw online that, never mind, I was going to potentially spoil the movie, but the movie I haven't seen yet. Yeah, don't do that, don't do that. Yeah, so James Brolin, uh, or Josh Josh Brolin, Brolin. James James Brolin is like, I don't even think that he's famous. So, James Brolin, his twin brother, has been cast as Cable, okay. Yes, well, that makes yes. Much it's like more the sense. prestige, except they finally got sick of doing the trick, and gave up on their dedication to the bit, and so now there's two of them. Uh, no, so spoiler for a movie like 15 years ago. Hey, uh, not 15. But yeah, seriously, sure? that's a that's a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm looking up James Brolin, and there is actually an actor named James Brolin. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I'm seeing uh, if they're related. Tonight is just my night. Oh, this is James Brolin. That's why I was thinking. Yeah, James Brolin. He's uh, the father of Josh Brolin. That's why. Tonight's my night of saying things wrong, though. Uh, Yeah, James Brolin's uh, Josh Brolin's dad. Uh, He was in Westworld, like the Yul Brenner Westworld. He's been in a ton of movies. Uh, Catch Me If You Can. Uh, What is he let in? He, I mean, he's older now, so you can recognize he, him for sure if you look. Yeah, at you'll him. see him, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah," and oh, it's, I guess, yeah, I guess he what's is. What's his face? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the guy you know from what? the thing. I I think I'd rather see this guy as Cable. Right, he this, looks his, really good. Well, he's older now. Like, if you if you Google for James Brolin, his first picture looks like it would be awesome. However, he's a little younger than he is now because. He's a little older now. And, he is yeah. 76. And yeah. he looks 80. Which <laughs> isn't bad for 76. Um, because, you know. Yeah. Um, oh. He's married to Barbara Streisand. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Sure so is, is interesting. Is Barbara Streisand actually the other Brolin's yes. mother? I don't know. Um, I haven't done any thought about it. Um, <laughs> We've already spent way too much time on Brandon's name. Is dude, you know who I know him as? He was Officer Reggie Hogan in the Batman series. That's how, that's what he was. Okay. In 1966. Wow, this we'll is see. riveting radio. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm cutting all this out. Cutting it all out. Um, all right. Just going to make Brandon so, sound like a genius. And... I'm going to sound smart by the end of this thing, I swear. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Do the power Escape. of editing. Yep, yep. So next. I thought it was Grayskull. Uh, so our next news, there is actually a lot of news uh, around this topic. Uh, we're going to hit the big ones that, that are obviously big. Uh, Star Wars Episode Eight came out. The trailer came out. No, the whole the whole series came out. The, or movie came out. The, I the Netflix talk series, <laughs> uh, Star Wars Episode Eight. Give me enough time, and I'll Appearing say that. Appearing on Hulu. Time. <laughs> Only on Amazon Prime. Okay, so Star Wars Episode Eight's trailer dropped at Star Wars Celebration Orlando. Which was it a Star- double wide? Just Nick, keep talking. Just I'm already talking. having a hard enough time. I'm already <laughs> having a hard enough time. Okay, so episode eight's trailer dropped. Uh, we've all seen that, right? No. Yeah. Wow, Jeff, you watched it? I have yeah, not watched it, it. I watched it on my TV. Cause I, was, I saw it on my phone a few times. Not in like the whole trailer, just saw that it dropped. And it's like, this deserves a bigger screen. And while I was watching on YouTube, it was the next video to come up on my TV. And so I just thought, why not? This is a my bigger TV's screen. Big. My TV is big <laughs> enough to justify this. And I haven't watched it since. But, you know. It... How did you feel about it? Uh, there were a couple. That's cool. That's interesting. And one. Uh, what? Moment. Yeah. The, so, yeah, the, very, the very end. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so like five minutes after it all dropped, I got an email from Sarah Glass, who was uh, our guest host on the episode where we learned about fan fiction, where we got to pretend like we n- knew something Aww, I love because her. she had stuff. Yeah, she was awesome. She's also written in some or sent in some good feedback on Pride and Prejudice, which we actually got a message or we, we got a comment from Patrick Clark about about uh, Pride and Prejudice, talking about how one of his favorite adaptations going on with last week's adaptation episode, he said that the adaptation of Pride and Prejudice that he liked the best was Pride and Prejudice, which is the Bollywood version. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that probably was offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I said probably. Only to probably. you. So, well, uh, we'll see. If you were offended I was, by Nick's I was dancing. I was dancing... And celebrating the culture in my own way. But, but you're white, so it's appropriating it. Oh, dang it. <laughs> oh, this, this, this whole uh, appropriation and, like, I don't, know, I don't know at what point to be offended anymore because apparently the things that you can be offended at are, you, I'm wrong, and the things that you can't be offended at are just fine. I listened to another podcast where they, uh, the guy's always up in arms about, oh, they're changing the race of this character. Why can't they leave this story alone? I mean, if it makes sense, it's fine to move it, but this doesn't make any sense. And then uh, with Ghost in the Shell, he was all like, it was fine. People just need to stop. It was no big deal. I don't see a reason you can't change a character's race. And I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, yeah. Anyway, cool, anyway, before we get sucked into that, because I can't speak tonight anyway, so I'm not going to. I got too close to the fire on that one. Um, yeah, so Patrick Clark sent in, told us about Bright and Prejudice. I think we've mentioned it on the show before. Um, but, and I, I think it may have even been Sarah who mentioned it. So back to Sarah. She, like five minutes after the trailer dropped, she's like, did you see, did you see, did you see? And I was like, yeah, I saw. What did you think? And uh, so this is what she said. My, and I specifically asked her about the poster. Should because, I plug my ears? No, no, I think. The email's in front of you. So uh, he doesn't read. Nick can't read. Come on. 
Hey, well, I you, choose you don't not have to. Make to. Fun of like, like I was that. choosing not to on purpose, just in case. <laughs> Come okay. on. All right. Um, I will try very hard to take out any of the spoilery stuff. Um, you know what? I'm just going to say, spo- having to be worried about spoiling, spoiler, uh, spoiling a trailer is, is is a bit up there, Nick. I'm just saying. But but we love you, so we're going to do this for you. Hey, if you want to, I will watch it. <laughs> All right. So Sarah says, my, my first impression is that the poster ties to Luke's statement in the trailer. Light, darkness, balance, it is so much bigger. If you take that and the ending line about it may be that Ray represents a new generation of force users who combine the forces of light and darkness, ending the rigid binary system that has brought the, brought in this conflict to the galaxy. So she's referring to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force, and she believes it is this girl? Has Ray been the chosen one this whole time? This whole time. This if whole so, time. I'm okay with that. So, uh, well, yeah, and you know, you know, if the... Well, and the it could whole, be both of them, you know, male and female together. Well, and for those that think that balance. Anakin brought the balance to the Force, if Anakin no. had turned into Darth Vader and sent Obi-Wan on the run, he never would have had a child with Sabine, who, who then had a child and became Rey. I mean... Whoa, hold yeah. on, hold on. You're just, you're just <laughs> assuming that's canon? Isn't it? Isn't there it? was a there was a really funny like thing that said spend thirty seconds on uh send oh let's see thirty spend seconds 30 on seconds Photoshop on Photoshop to make an entire fandom go crazy for five five you know for three months and it yeah. just said Ray Kenobi <laughs> like yeah it uh, it, it took a still from the celebra- one of the celebration panels where it showed Daisy Ridley and a lower third that said Ray and they added Kenobi to it. It was pretty. And then, and then they added Windu to Finn. Oh yeah, and Windu. It, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, I, I'm actually on board with that theory. Oh, I know you are. I know it's you because, are. Because you know, but... there, there's only so many black people in the Star Wars universe, and they obviously <laughs> are related. Yeah, and all of all, all y'all look alike. Your words. Your words. Y- yeah, I'm not gonna. T- I'm not gonna touch that one, Nick. Um, okay, I'm so... saying that about every race right now, just to okay. clarify. All right. <laughs> He's saying no, we like, all I've look said, alike. I said it about white people earlier and Asians and now black people, so we're good. He, right? You are equally racist against all. Eventually, okay. you'll just offend everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. All right, Dick. I don't know how I don't know how much more I can handle this, Nick. Uh, all right. So uh, Sarah goes on to say that she might even be the one who brings the balance to the Force, not Anakin or Luke. Anakin chose darkness in the prequels. Luke chose light in the main trilogy. Now Rey might choose both. I think this would tie into the fact that Kylo seems conflicted in the first movie. And he may defect if it becomes an option. Rey might develop into a beacon for people like Kylo to reject the strictly good or bad sides. Although, side note, I'm not really a fan of the theory that he might choose the light side, fall in love with Rey, or anything like that. In my opinion, there has to be some kind of narrative price you pay when you murder one of the most famous pop culture heroes in the 20th century media. If you kill Han Solo, you do not get a happy ending. But you might get a peaceful ending or a sacrificial ending, thus completing Kylo's parallel to Vader and his ending in Return of the Jedi. 
I, yeah, I, I can kind of see that. I can oh, kind of yeah, see that. Kylo I'm, Ren does not get a happy ending. No, no, no. He's too whiny. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like, hey, look, Kylo, you have everything you ever wanted, but I didn't get it soon enough. <laughs> Dude, do you really think that Chewie is going to let that happen? No, because that would be. It's Uncle Chewie, thank mad. you very much. It's yeah, Uncle I Chewie. saw a, a, a panel comic of after Kylo does the thing to Han that he does. For some reason, I feel I still feel weird about saying you, Kylo you, kills you, Han Solo. You know, that's uh, still a weird thing to say. But uh, so Chewie looks down the scope and he has Kylo dead to rights. And then he remembers playing with him as a kid. So he adjusts his shot and shoots him in the stomach instead. And I thought, oh, that's adorable. But no. <laughs> All right, Nick, I want an artist's interpretation of this poster because so the poster for anyone who hasn't seen it has Ray really small standing in the middle along the bottom holding up her hand it, what looks like a lightsaber, although there's like a starburst there and it shoots a line straight up, but it also looks like there's a cross guard. Um, it looks like Kylo Ren's lightsaber, but blue. That's very um, of the 80s, like all like a lot of posters had that kind of look so it definitely right. has a throwback feel to it so it has so this... a throwback feel you got luke on the left side of the starburst and kylo ren on the right side luke's face is much bigger than kylo ren's on the right side what and he's also what... angry he's got yeah. angry eyebrow and little red he's kind of like got like scared i'm a little wimp eyebrows at least in well, my opinion hey well kylo ren is He's kind of like, oh my gosh, look who it is. He's like, I don't know what to do. And Luke is looking at him like, I am going to destroy you. So looking at this compared to the first Star Wars poster, it looks, or at least Luke is in a similar fashion and the blade goes all the way up and has a cross. I'm doing a bad job describing. Anyway, it looks reminiscent of episode four i guess it would be the easiest way to say it so if you were to blow up kylo ren's face so that it is equal like eye to eye with luke skywalker because his face is so different his nose would probably be down by his like the bottom of his nose would be down by his lips and so that would just look really not good like like a picasso-esque kind of a thing yeah it just would look really i wonder silly. if I wonder, so, I, I wonder know, if there is a being poster an artist, that did I, w- that. I would do that. I would do that as well. Like I would, I would figure out a way to make it so that their faces could be mirrored, but it would still work. And there's probably still symbolism about this because, you know, obviously the master and the apprentice, and maybe even lesser down below. I don't know, or the person that links them together. I don't know, but yeah, that was just my first thought. Like just looking at, it, I was like, okay, this this is what. I guarantee you people are like, why isn't it? Why isn't it this way? This is weird. And then I thought about it artistically and that was my first. So, it, it, you know, the balance would just be weird. Oh, ooh, balance and the force. and mm. Has no, a really sorry, cool was... color scheme too. I like it. Okay. So do you notice on the starburst that the, uh, that it goes from blue to red and it kind of blends? Mm-hmm. So maybe the maybe it, that leads, lends cre- credence to the fact that Rey is not going to be a Jedi or a Sith, but take the best and the worst out of both. Maybe um, is there going to be a new is there going to be a new title for that? 
I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I was just about to ask, is that a thing in, I guess, I've the heard of the gray, canon? I've heard of the Grey Jedi, but yeah. That's, well, that's uh, Ahsoka was kind of that way, right? Yeah. So, but and she was there, a failed I, some, Jedi, so she wasn't really... Jedi, well, she wasn't really she, failed. She kind of chose not to go that direction. Yeah, but that's what they call um, themselves. I think in Rebels, they're going. The Ben, they're doing some stuff with some creatures who basically just are the Force. They're not good or bad. They just are. And so um, Rebels so is kind of exploring this. People right who now. are one that. with I've the heard, Force yeah, and the Force that. is with them. Right. Right. So, Dude. um, I almost wonder if with this poster, the it's showing that the light side of the Force. And the dark side of the force are is just a uh, lightsabers width apart from each other, and that Ray is Ooh, going like to have that. to choose what she's going to have to do because there are so many things where you just one minor decision would, and Darth Vader would have been a great Jedi. One minor decision, Luke Skywalker would have been an evil Sith. It just really depends, right? Yeah. Oh, there is so, great balance. A, so. And it teeters back and forth. So, no, that's what I'm thinking. That is what I am thinking. Anyway. Uh, wow. My only thought was, eh, it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, big gulps, huh? Cool. Well, that's, see you later. That's Yeah, that's definitely the Star Wars poster. Um, yep, no, that's well, it. So, here, here's the thing. I One of the things that I enjoy doing with... Uh, with stuff like this and it goes from star wars posters down to apple press invitations <laughs> you look and see what they have and you analyze it to death and you're like well they put the period over here so that means that the ending is over here and that means that this is a new beginning and, you know it's crazy stuff like that uh oh they changed the font on this what does that mean that, yeah yeah uh, over analyzing that, that font didn't work <laughs> in the space yeah i'll be the first one to admit that yeah so they uh i i enjoy over analyzing uh things like this and i and i would love to see the graphic designers who actually did put this together because you know that there was a committee or a team of them at least who and this was not just one guy and well, I, maybe, I would love to see know. I would love to see their break room where they're sitting and talking. Hey, did you see this latest fan theory about the poster? We just did that because it would look really weird if we put them eye to eye. Yeah. And and, and, and here they are saying that, oh, this means that Luke's more powerful than Kylo. And Why yeah. did they round I'm, Why did they round to the corners on the square? <laughs> I prefer to think of it as they go, oh, did you see that fan theory? Yeah, that's so much better than what we wrote. <laughs> that's totally that's totally what I meant to do. Uh, yeah, completely meant to do it that way. Um, there well, was an why episode... is the mist going up on on Luke Skywalker's side and going down on Kylo Ren's side? I'm just kidding. Huh? I'm just pulling huh? stuff out. It's a little mist. <laughs> the red mist. It points up. That's another thing. They're shrouded in red. Down. Rays. Yeah, but that's just being silly. It's just a good. Yeah design <laughs> isn't that what this entire thing is though just us being silly <laughs> so yes, i'm true. gonna say it right now what what ray is holding is kylo ren's lightsaber and when she holds it her force turns it blue oh because ahsoka was able to heal the heal the kyber crystals and make them white 
and she's Wait, able that's to a heal thing? it and make it. I was yeah. being I was being sarcastic. I didn't know. I, I didn't know I was citing precedent. <laughs> so uh, if you look at Ahsoka's lightsaber, still haven't seen Rebels. It's awesome. She she has two white lightsabers, and she gets them from the from a Sith that she defeats. I want to say it was like a wannabe Sith, though. It wasn't a real Sith. Right. So wasn't it Ventress? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but in order for the Sith to get their kyber crystals to work with them, they have to basically master them. And kyber crystals are living crystals, and they make the kyber crystals bleed, and that's what turns them red. Hmm. Uh, and in the in the new canon, in the old canon, it was stuff about artificial kyber crystals and stuff like that. Yeah. But in the new canon, it's you you make the kyber crystals bleed, and so Ahsoka. They're crying with the tears. Ahsoka of the went younglings. to heal the kyber crystals. And uh, it healed them, and it took away the red, but it left them white. And so it just took away the color. They, so mm-hmm. they weren't completely healed. So maybe Ray does completely heal Kylo Ren's kyber crystal. Well, here's the thing. Have you heard the canon reason of why his lightsaber has the cross guards? Because it's an unstable kyber crystal? Because it's cracked. Yeah. So if she heals his, why would it still have cross guards? Well, it's it's still going to be cracked, cool. but yeah, maybe I, you know there's there's a lot maybe of speculation it, coming from one poster. Maybe it only heals the color and not the structure. Mm. Mm. Sure, it, and now that explains. <laughs> so, isn't Rogue One the first time uh, movie canon? I'm not counting Clone Wars and Rebels. Is it the first time they ever mentioned that there are crystals in the lightsaber? Right. This is. So that's another reason yeah, for Rogue One, Rogue One saying, hey, you know, the lightsabers are what power, or the crystals are what powered lightsabers, and now it powers the Death Star. But, you know, like, hmm. in reintroducing this concept that they haven't in their movies. That's true, that's true. And then they get to explain all of the different colors of lightsabers yeah. and stuff like that. And then Rogue um, One has a second meaning besides, hey, here's why the Death Star blew up so easily, you know? It's, so Another right, and then uh, and the, but then you also get uh, reasons why Mace Windu might have had a purple lightsaber because maybe he dabbled in the dark side and the red and the blue mixed, kind of like it does in the middle of the starburst, and you get a purple. Because you know Mace Windu is Snoke. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, We've already established who Snoke is, and you need to go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, Unfortunately, like, they released a book that proves that theory wrong. Dang it! No. Ah, stupid books. So, books always and, ruining and, things. I uh, know. I know. Dang a, reading. The, the day after we recorded the Star Wars theories, uh, I saw a post that was from a Twitter account from Snoke, and it said, um, "I'm actually Jason Todd." And I thought that was my favorite thing in the world. Jason uh, Todd. Hmm. All right. So there, uh, lots of Star Wars news. Uh, but those were, I think that was the most, those were the biggest things right there was the trailer. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? At this point, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and jump into our segment. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. 
All right, welcome back. So trying something new there. Hopefully, let us know what you think. Oh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Of course you did. Of course you did. You didn't Hold get on. to hear it yet. Wait till he. Wait till you hear what he put in that pause. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. I've got I've got audio of Nick saying that. I'm gonna do all sorts of stuff now. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Nick, you're gonna end up liking so many things. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> My Little Pony. All right. Uh, you know what? Sure. All right, all right, uh, all right. Okay, so our discussion tonight, we are going to be talking about Iron Fist on Netflix. Uh, in the universe that we've been calling the McNew, the Marvel Cinematic Netflix universe, because it does cross over, but it doesn't cross over. Uh, all right, okay, guys, before we fire off the spoiler horn, let's non-spoilery, where does this rank? Where does this land in your rankings uh, among the other Netflix shows in the McNew? Are, okay, so we, we... are we separating Daredevil season one and two, or are we counting Daredevil as a singular show? Hmm. You know what? Do whatever feels right. Do whatever okay. feels right. It's so how many do bottom. we have total? How many do we have total? One, <laughs> this is the two, fourth show. Three, four, five. So we have five seasons, right? Okay, yeah. Yes. If you count, if you're splitting up Daredevil, you okay. have five. If you're just doing by show, it's four. Okay, Nick. Nick, what is your opinion? I give it a big fat five out of <laughs> the bottom. And you know what, Nick? I think this is the first time ever we agree on something. <laughs> <laughs> it might be true. It very well might be true. And I'm trying really hard to find a justification hey, to put I think it in. We four. agree that my wife is pretty cool. Yeah, but you know, we have different reasons of why. You see, you we both have to say that, but for different eh. reasons. Okay. You know, All right. <laughs> I don't have to say that, and I think she's pretty cool. Okay, well, whatever. That has nothing to do with the that. fact that she promoted the podcast on Facebook today for us. She did? Okay. Mm, I should probably go on Facebook more often. Thanks, Lena. <laughs> All right. Okay. On, on top of that, she lets her husband be on the show every week because we know <laughs> who the true boss in that house is. It's true. The Cobra. The Cobra. All right. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't disagree with you guys. So I you said disagree. you were trying to make a case to make it number four. What would you put at five? So what I, what's currently in my number four? is Daredevil season four, or season two. two. I'm from the future. Um, <laughs> and none of the other shows got picked up for more seasons. Punisher except season one. Daredevil, Daredevil <laughs> Only because we haven't seen it yet. No, so here's, here's the thing. I don't know. I'm more excited to see Punisher. Anyway. Here's the thing. Right. Daredevil season one was awesome. It was new. It was a great story. It was great two stories, actually. There were there were two awesome stories that happened in that. Uh Jessica Jones happened next, correct? Correct. So it went season one of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, season two, Luke Cage. Right. So Jessica Jones was great. It it touched on a lot of topics that were awesome. And you know what? There are a lot of people that I've talked to who are like, oh, I just didn't get it. I just didn't care. And to you, I would say you're right. You didn't get it. Um, <laughs> there know, are, I, with Jessica Jones for me, I really enjoyed watching it, but I tried to rewatch it and it was kind of hard. Like, I don't know what it was. There was something about maybe it's the source. Maybe it's the subject to like, I know where it's going. Maybe it's that I, but I have no problem rewatching Daredevil. So I don't know. What does that say about me? Brandon, you kind of sounded like a hipster there. 
<laughs> you just didn't get it. You just didn't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. Um, it's not cool yet. You know. No. So here's the thing. Uh, no, I, it's like the opposite of a hipster because Jessica Jones was extremely popular, and I'm telling people that they didn't get it for not liking it. Okay. Um, anyway. Anyway. So Jessica Jones. I think that took you through a lot of thought processes. It made you think about a lot of things. So if you were a male, a privileged male, not not even just white, but just a male, it made you think about a lot of stuff for the first time. Um, if you're a woman, I'm sure you've thought about a lot of that stuff a lot. But you know, it, it, it made me think about a lot of stuff that I'd never thought about before. I have not tried to rewatch it, but that's because I hardly rewatch anything because I've got so much to watch. Um, but I, I would imagine that I would not enjoy it as much the second go around because my thought processes have already kind of been formed in the direction that they were formed, if that makes sense. Uh, there's, there's no inner, inner monologue and dialogue going through my head at the same time because I think that's, that show did a really good job of talking about a lot of uh, sensitive issues. Uh, so then... See, so then after Jessica Jones, I would put uh, Luke Cage, and that was awesome for a lot of those same reasons. Uh, I loved the music in it, which is really weird because I hate hip hop. Uh, it's, but I loved, I, I loved the music. It fit, it fit that really well, and uh, so I, but I liked. I liked the messages it was sending there, and I liked seeing, I liked seeing the scene where he went and robbed the the stronghold and took all the money i mean that was equivalent to daredevil's hallway scene for me but then daredevil season two had some awesome stuff with the punisher and then it it just kind of waffled from there like i the second the second half of the season was okay it was good but i didn't love it um but might have been a a little bit too karen heavy to maybe, Electra, maybe, yeah, oh, Electra. yeah. You know what? I would say more Electra because I like yeah. Karen. I had a harder time with Electra though. Yeah, um, it's big flaws. Electra made Matt Murdock a terrible person. Hey, we're gonna take the Punisher case. I I gotta go. You got this, Foggy. Is yeah, that... like here's the thing. Foggy was awesome in that one, but oh yeah, Foggy. Uh, without Foggy, there would be no there would be no Daredevil. Yeah, I hope he makes it through so, defenders. Sometimes, but I just, I just could not. I, I, I still, I enjoyed. Here's the thing. Even saying it's number five, I still enjoyed Iron Fist. I still sat down and watched all of them. I enjoyed it a whole lot, but it was not quality wise as good as the others. Like this is saying, pick your, pick your least favorite, favorite. You know, like I, I still really enjoyed it. But it just wasn't it's awesome. Like saying, pick your least favorite chocolate milk. Yeah, you just—I mean, banana chocolate milk. Is banana good. chocolate milk is terrible. There's banana chocolate milk. Is that a oh, yeah. thing, yeah. or like you make it? There was when I was, when one. I was in high school. There was a vending machine with uh, all sorts of different flavors of chocolate milks, and the banana was the worst. Mm-hmm. We had root beer huh. and strawberry and cookies and cream. You already and regular milk, but you already have. Awesome the good stuff why don't mess with it (laughs) there was one time when i was in south america and this this woman was like we're gonna make you a shake we can make you a chocolate one or a banana one which one do you want and i looked her straight in the eyes and i said both and she got this really like 
this look on her face and she's like oh my gosh but the calories how <laughs> do you have so many calories you're like and i'm gonna like, walk 30 miles today don't worry about it <laughs> it was pretty funny oh elder the calories oh it was it was so funny her reaction <laughs> she just looked at me so and the funny thing is i'm allergic to bananas so jeez. Oh, <laughs> that's probably why you enjoy them though it's it's the forbidden fruit literally you can't eat them well, because and, you're allergic yeah. to them but no it was it, yeah all and right plus, yeah anyway. <laughs> i'm so upset that i'm just now getting or i'm just now hearing the forbidden fruit joke with nick like he's i know <laughs> i've known his allergy forever Forbidden fruit. It's and you been, never put that one together? It's been Jeez. literally right there. It was just, <laughs> now I'm just upset with myself. I don't think I can record the rest. I got to go. <laughs> Wait, I had something for this. Oh, yeah. Uh, now I'm all upset right. with myself. All right, all right. Fist. Let's fire off the spoiler horn. Let's fire That's off right. the spoiler horn. Okay, so now if you have, if you are not, if you don't want to be spoiled about Iron Fist... Now's the time to be gone because all all blocks are pulled at this point. I can't I believe I that Hermione is the love child. No, you do oh those gosh, fake every spoilers. single time. <laughs> you, you know, the first couple times it was funny, but I'm starting to agree with Lena a little bit. <sighs> starting to agree with Lena. So, Faramir. Oh my gosh. What? F- Faramir. All right, which one's Faramir? The, he's the baddie. That is locked up in the Oh, okay. Locked up in his in his he's he's the parents you're, of the You're back kids. on top. Oh, you're back on subject. Okay. That's what threw me yes. off. I'm on I'm on subject again. Meacham. Okay. Meacham. Yeah, that's their names. Gosh, I can never remember that. Um, he's Meacham Dad. Okay, so this is my uh, this is my this is my quick thoughts. So one of the things that was really hard about the show was that I kept waiting for a really awesome baddie, like somebody who's just really bad, and it took a really long time to get anywhere. And then Madame Gao comes, and you're like, okay, finally, we're going to have this like epic thing. And you get this really awesome episode, this one episode that is like, okay, you know, eight episodes in. I don't even know how many it was, but it just seemed like forever to get to this point where it was like, oh, finally, we're going to see some martial arts, and we're going to see him fight. And he gets to the end, and then it's like, okay. And then he goes off, and nothing else happens. So are you talking of, about uh, episode six, Immortal Emerges from the Cave, where Danny receives an invitation like no yes. other? Yes. So, so like, that was, that was like, oh, my gosh, okay, now we're going to pick up. Because it just seemed to drag. Like, it was like, okay, backstory, backstory, meet this character. Yeah, sexual tension, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I hate my brother. Oh my gosh, I love my brother. Uh, we're we're bad people and we don't want to have, you know, like, I mean, it was just, you know, it was just all this mush and it was like, okay, I get it. I get it. We need a backstory. We need to figure it out. And then it was like, okay, finally, we're going to see him like just totally kick some butt. And the drunken fight scene was awesome. And like, you know, the whole like chamber of secrets thing going on where it's like, you need to figure out what's going on. Like, that was cool. And then at the end, she's just like, okay. And then I was like, okay, something else is going to happen with this. And it kind of did, but it just didn't seem like a big enough payoff. And it seems like the entirety of the show reached its peak in the middle. 
and then it just fizzled out at the end. Like I kept waiting for there to be this huge payoff and all of a sudden there'd just be like this crazy thing that links everything together and it never did for me. And so I just think it was bad writing. Like I think they could have done so much more and figured something more out with it and it never it never got to that point. Well, and so, so the first, my the first, first two episodes, I think, I think what they suffered from was that it was just too long and meandering. Like they didn't know what story they were telling because I mean, they also got, didn't deliver on iron fist. Right. Until the end uh, of the second episode. Well, and they didn't even deliver on it after that though. Well, he, he didn't get, he didn't make his fist glow until the last five freaking seconds of the last episode. Right, and, that, and like, so here, you have to promise the thing you said you'd promise. You know, here's the thing: I loved the I loved the scene where he went in to go see Harold the at the uh, Rand Industries and took down the bodyguards. I loved that. I loved the fact that uh, you know he effortlessly took down those bodyguards using his martial arts. That's cool. Like he didn't have to use the iron fist there because there were cool there because there was cool martial arts. Now, granted, I don't know if it was actually cool martial arts, but to the layman's eye, yeah, it was cool martial arts to me. It did its um, job. It, it did exactly what it needed to do. And then the whole thing about sending him to the uh, to the mental hospital to hide him away, and then oh, we're not going to send him to the mental hospital. That's it. Just it was just like too filler. long. It, yeah, yeah like it just. It was so, like, oh my crap, we got to make like 13 episodes. What are we going to do? Well, so what I feel like they did cool? with this one is uh, in, so let's take my number four ranking. Uh, Daredevil season two, Punisher season point five. Season, yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, prequel, prequel the prequel Punisher. to Punisher. So you've got the first six episodes, which are Punisher, like very heavy Punisher. And then the next six episodes are the hand. And yeah. It, so you're telling two stories and they interweave and plot elements end up working together, but you're telling two different stories. So they have to be tight stories. This one, I feel like it was just one story the entire time. Danny Fist or Danny Iron Fist. <laughs> Danny Fist. I like it. Danny Fist. Uh, trying to figure out who he is. And, uh, but he never out, did. Like, that's and, the thing too. Like, he never found out who he was the whole season. Like. Yeah, and I so I, I feel like this, this whole thing was the, his journey to figure out who he was. And yes, they kind of tried to do the thing where they did two stories in there, where you have Madame Gao as the bad guy at first, and then after episode six, it turns into it turns into the other hand guy, uh, whatever his sensei. So in that in, in that sense, they were trying to do a Luke Cage, like you know, you've got what copper um, head and. Right, the right. Above well, like they were trying. Yeah. Well, they, they did mouth. that with Luke Cage. Yeah. They did that with. Uh, they did that with Daredevil season two. They and they did that with Daredevil season one, didn't they? Where they well, kind of told two Fisk. stories. It was just Fisk. Well, it was just Fisk, but there were two stories going on, weren't there? Well, there's the the. T- t- for me, it was the to- the sto- the origin stories of both of them. So, like those were the two stories, and then they came together at the end because they wanted. Yeah, and so, the, and so you told paths. two stories. So Fisk, and so you Fisk had, to, had his story, and, and you know, Matt had his story. And right. in that sense, Foggy kind of has his too, but... And Karen. 
So I I feel like I feel like this whole thing's focused on Danny, and he never figured out who he was. He was very he was very unsympathetic. Like I didn't care. Like he, I did not. Finn, Finn Jones did an okay job. I I don't I don't hate Finn Jones. I actually feel like it was the writing. I I don't yeah. think that uh, that he that it was very good because you look at you look at Daredevil and you got your street your street level gritty superhero and you look at Jessica Jones who's your private investigator you look at Luke Cage who's your uh, black exploitation story brother from the hood man what what was this one what was this one yeah, I mean he was a bratty he was a bratty like billionaire son that got lost for 15 years where we heard that and uh but then he he never he gave himself no redeeming quality like he literally would walk around and be like i'm the chosen one all the time look at me i'm so cool but then it was like i don't have any way to back it up like oh my gosh woe is me because i i'm the chosen one i can't i can't man i only have millions of dollars and no martial arts and Kung Lao is in, you know, the whole time uh, he's saying, I, can't, I am the enemy I of the get... hand, and he didn't know what the hand was. He had no idea what to do with that information. You know, and so I kept waiting for him to be like, all of a sudden, be like, Yes, I am not, and then like figure it out, and then just have this huge, like, amazing battle scene where he's just throwing his fist around, and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, this is why he's so amazing. And I never felt that. Never, never. Not once throughout the whole thing. I was like, okay, well, he's a martial artist. Yeah, this is cool. And then, but I never got that like moment where I was like, yes, okay, this is what we've been talking about the whole time. I never got it. And so. Well, and and, and oh. then Finn Jones c- came out and I feel bad for him because he did a good enough job, but the writing was not, it was not as polished on this one. And so Finn Jones comes out and, oh, okay, so he said some really stupid stuff. He actually left Twitter because he was getting a lot of harassment. Now, some of it was deserved and some of it wasn't. Uh, but he, so he said that one of the reasons why, uh, why the series was rated so poorly by critics was because of the, because of the election, because of Donald Trump. Uh, and granted he's Donald Trump is kind of your bad, your comic book bad guy right now. And you can blame anything on him, but this, this is a bit of a stretch. Like I, I like to blame a lot of things on Trump, but this is a stretch. Uh, he says, I think the world has changed a lot since we were filming the show. I'm playing a white American billionaire superhero at a time when the white American billionaire archetype is public enemy. Number one, especially in the U S we filmed the show way before Trump's election, and I think it's very interesting to see how that perception, now that Trump is in power, how it makes it very difficult to root for someone coming from white privilege when the archetype is public enemy number one. Uh, okay, that's stupid. That is stupid. Like, that that's not the reason why critics said, weren't thrilled with the show. Critics weren't thrilled with the show because they were given the first six episodes and the first six episodes just were so meandering and there was not, I mean, granted you kind of got the payoff in the last episode, but not much. Uh, Well, and and I mean, it's so meandering that he like lacks any clear motivation for anything. Like that was the other thing that just kind of bothered me. It was like, yes, I'm the enemy of the hand. That's my motivation but it didn't seem to motivate him in any way. 
Like he's just like, yeah, I'm the enemy, so maybe I'll try this. But then once he kind of like fell in love with Colleen Wing and stuff, like that gave him a little bit of motivation because he was like, I need to protect you. But at the same time, it seemed... I, I you know what like, I did like I did like that part of the story because I, I did yeah. know that that was I didn't realize that's going to give him very give him a very uh, confused look on the world because all of a sudden you know you fall in love with this girl she's a martial martial artist great uh, she she is everything that you want her to be she's kind and she takes care of kids she does a little bit of uh, illegal street fighting on the side but that's okay because <laughs> that so she cool. she can handle her own. And then you find out that she's the hand, and okay, yeah, that was weird. I, I actually, I was okay with that because it gave him, it gave him a motivation that I understood. But sure. you know, the whole thing with the drugs and the whole thing with this is my company, but I'm not going to show up, or I'm not going to do anything, and I'm going to just make everybody mad at me. It was just so meandering. So, like Jeff said, the first you didn't really see the Iron Fist until the end of episode two. We easily could have done that in episode one. Um, and then you've got a, you know, you've got an episode where here, here's, here's the synopsis for episode three. Joy proves herself to be a shrewd business person. Danny recalls a painful memory and Colleen puts her talents to good use. Okay. So the only thing that happened in that show was that we got to see Colleen Wing like fight. <laughs> right. Right. Um, you know, episode, uh, episode four. Danny makes a shocking discovery and a radical pricing proposal. Colleen's extracurricular activities go viral, and Ward issues a stern warning. Uh-oh, it's a stern warning. Well, you better uh, watch out. Yeah, like, like all the, of that could have been in like a half hour of one episode. All the corporate stuff was ridiculous. All of the corporate yeah. stuff was ridiculous. Now, like, I I get the, I get why he was at the corporation and I liked the touch that the hand was using uh, Harold to uh, bring in these drugs, yeah. but you didn't have to, oh my gosh, it just went on and on and on. <sighs> and then, you know, and so... My, the one thing I would say about the drugs and the corporation thing is that opening scene of the, um, oh, what are they called? Anyway, the ladies practically selling the drugs to the wards yeah. or whatever. And seeing these women go around saying, oh, this is the top line heroin. You can't get immune to it. You can't blah, 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 blah. And then watching those three walk towards the door and Danny hold it open for him. That was an interesting shot. I enjoyed that. That was like, oh, hold on. What? And then no, I, I, liked, I liked that. I liked the fact that they. it was very clearly showing that the hand was using these drugs as a business. Great. Uh, you didn't need to keep telling us that Ward was a jerk. Like, yeah. we get well, it. He was kind of a tortured jerk, if you think about it. Like I, he, he, like, I have a secret that only I am allowed to know. Me and one other guy who dies. But if you want to make him a tortured, if you if you want to make him tortured, kill the whole backstory about how he was mean and bullied Danny. Yeah, like that, it, the the monopoly like he, scene. It's just like I, I don't want to pay. That's the rules. The monopoly scene. The scene where Danny's like, when I was a kid, you would lock me in the freezer and you would hit me in the crotch. Blah blah. blah you know stupid stuff like it's like i've don't... forgiven you wait have you like i don't know you would yeah. do all this stuff for me okay why are we friends you know like what? i don't know all right so i feel like i've talked a lot of negativity right now so i'm going to talk about the things i really liked about this show okay good 
Well, that's the episode, guys. Uh (laughs) Number one, I love Colleen Wing. And I know that a lot of people would say, well, her character is one-sided, blah, blah, blah. Who cares, man? I I thought she was one of the better characters. I didn't love that she was like part of the hand. Like I get that, but um, I feel like she actually had a redemption story where she like kind of realized, you know what? Maybe I'm not in. Like she she realized I'm not in the right here, and so I'm going to help Danny now. So I feel like her story was way more intriguing than anyone else's in the show. Well, and um, it, it, it made you it made you understand. Oh, the people in the hand, they're not necessarily evil. They have just over years like been pointed in the wrong in the wrong direction, which is actually a really good uh, a really good message to tell us. You know, because we're not going to be fighting ninjas in the hand, but we're going to be fighting people who are arguing the exact opposite point, and you're like. Boy, that's like an evil take on it. Why would somebody? Why would somebody think that that's okay? Well, it's because for their entire lives they've been indoctrinated this way, and that's why they think this. And you know, it it goes to show it's just a matter of perspective. Because from their viewpoint, you're evil. Because the hand yeah. think that the iron fist is evil, and so it's you know, it's a, what's your perspective? Because in the hand, there are just a few people at the top who know just how evil the hand is. Uh, and so yeah. I really, I did, I did like that. I liked how it showed the hand actually has good people yeah. and yeah. And you know, it might even be that, you know, like people can be persuaded to do bad things if they think they're doing good things. Like people can be so delusional that they're doing horrible things and they think they're doing good things, which, you know, is that forgivable? You can decide yourself. Like, you know, is ignorance a forgivable offense? You know, but once they know what they're doing, that's where their true character comes out, and and people can change. So, right. give them a chance. Yeah, and I, so so I really did like Colleen's story arc. You're right; that was a good thing. And I loved, um, I loved a, some of the fight scenes. Okay, like some of them, I was like, okay, this is sweet. Like this was really cool, but um, not all of them. And a lot of it was because I really felt like they just didn't understand or grasp um, martial arts <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like there was a lot of limp wrists, which really bugs me, like really <laughs> bothers me. <laughs> and uh, you're never going to punch <laughs> like that if you're actually going to try to hit someone. Um, because, yeah, anyway. But, okay, speaking of martial arts, let me ask you... <clears throat> The scene where they're break the scene where they're breaking out of the hand compound, uh, where Bakudo comes to rescue him, uh, or not Bakudo, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, what's his Davos, name? Davos, or, or that's his name, right? Davos. That sounds right. Okay, so what, where Davos comes to rescue him, and they're breaking out of the hand compound, I feel like that was supposed to be the hallway scene. That was supposed to be yeah. the scene in in Iron Fist, like the hallway scene in Daredevil, or like the uh, scene in Luke Cage where he's breaking into the stronghold, where it's basically one, not one continuous take, but feels like one continuous take. And it felt really disjointed. And there was yeah. a lot of close-ups on faces. And I part of me wonders if it's because 
they got these actors and they thought, oh, we can teach them martial arts. They'll they'll be able to learn. And then they weren't. Yeah. Um, and so they every time to- every time that I saw a good martial artist, I was like, oh yeah. This is what I was wanting. You know, like, I was like, yes, this but is awesome. Doesn't that then, just highlight the bad, though? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what, you know, like, that was the point. It was like, man, there was a lot of bad martial arts in this movie. And, yeah, that it, it was really hard on me. And, like, I really wanted, you know, and, like, when he goes to Kai Lung and it's gone. Like, I was expecting... Oh, finally, I'm going to get to see some martial arts. Like, because, like, in my ideal world, he would get there while it was being destroyed or something. So they could have this epic battle so, scene or something like that. I have a question about that. But was Kunlung, was the gateway just closed or was it like, or was something wrong? Did he just miss his chance to go home? Well, it wasn't there, right? Like, I mean, or it, there was no light around. Is that, so that's what, that's what confused me. Like, was he. Did it get attacked? I wonder if this is going to be like, oh, it was never really there. You were just tripped out on acid the whole time. Yeah, for 15 That's, years. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get, sure we're gonna get three episodes of him in a mental hospital uh, trying to explain it. Then um, I was to, like, man, I've been smoking peyote for two weeks. I've never even <laughs> been to Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> oh, Nick. Okay, so I think that, so in the comics, Kunlun is in a different dimension. And so when they kept saying it shows up every 15 years, it's basically like a, it's like a Chinese Brigadoon, uh, if you're into, uh, if you're into musicals, um, where a, a, a city that just basically appears every once in a while. Um, so, you know, Kunlun is one of seven interlocking capital cities of heaven. They only appear on an accessible physical plane according to a set cycle. When the cities form one massive capital every 88 years, their champions compete in a battle for honor. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so if you, so it's, I think that, I hope that something happened. And this is Kunlun's time on Earth, and because both Danny and Davos were gone, there was nobody there to protect the entrance. And the Hand obvious knew, obviously knew that Danny was gone. And so the hand over in China could have been like, oh, well, he's distracted here. We're going to sneak in and we're going to take care of this. Um, speaking of the hand and Kunlun, I was really disappointed that we didn't get a green and yellow Iron Fist costume. Oh, I'm. We got that black and after... white found footage. No, no. That's as close as we got. No. That felt more like the like the Punisher season one costume. My gosh. Mm, okay. I was so disappointed. You know how I feel about these things. And he didn't even put on a bandana. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, just put on a this... put on a freaking green or yellow bandana. <laughs> you know, like, put on a green shirt, put on a yellow bandana, and go and fight through, you know, Madam... The hand. Yeah, just just say the hand. Just go fight the hand. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. Like, just... Even if you just put on a bandana. Seriously. My, th- yeah. my thinking on this is... Oh. Uh, Iron Fist's finished costume, the mask and everything, looks too much like Devil of Hell's Kitchen black mask. And Who cares? I, I'm saying from a but then they can be friends. Well, we already know they're going to be. I'm I know saying from a so why from a marketing so why point not? of view, okay. there's going to be there's someone at Marvel or I think there's someone at Marvel saying no, 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 they look too much alike. And also, I don't think they have the budget to make the eyes move like Spider Man or. 
Daredevil. Or, um, no. Okay, Deadpool so did. this is all they had to do. Like, this is, like, after I watched it, I was like, how easy would it have been just to do this? Claire's like, hey, I've got this mask my friend used. Why don't you use it? Or, like, hey, this is an idea my friend did. Yeah, okay. Because those are, then you could connect. Those are valid You can things. just connect the world. Like, but you know, just be like, hey, you know what? My mask. friend did this. But Wait. also, it doesn't matter that he had a mask because he was going around telling everybody who, it's was, true. who he, he was. He literally told every person he met he was Iron Fist. Um, <laughs> he was like, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, guess what? Seeing, I was in this magical place. Seeing are people at <laughs> Comic-Con dressed as Iron Fist with their attempts at masks. I understand these are amateurs, but it still made me kind of think, I hope they don't do that. I hadn't watched Iron Fist at the time when I saw these masks. But it was like, that. yeah, this doesn't look real enough for this world dude they could have had luke cage come and be like hey dude i got this do rag put it on luke cage is in jail why not in atlanta we know that because claire okay got a well we can give it to claire and say give this to him why why would he even okay now this is just now you're just, I'm just saying now you're just trying to piss me off <laughs> no claire 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 was the you know combining factor and all they needed to do is be like oh my friend my friend luke cage has this leftover yellow do-rag that he hates here take it you know whatever it doesn't matter like just put a freaking bandana on his head cover up that hair they, Justin Timberlake they probably hair. got finished writing all the scripts and thought oh crap we didn't put we didn't put him in a mask once and, well, and, then, there's all, yeah. and then there's all the facial hair Iron Fist was not a facial hair guy um, okay so I found I found a quote uh, from January <clears throat> where they you, you know they're talking they're talking about Netflix and uh, they're talking to Netflix about Iron Fist and they've got uh Finn Jones there and it's so funny because the premise of this article is like oh yeah Finn Jones totally he's given us a wink wink nod nod that there's going to be a full costume but this is Finn Jones quote and it means so much different once you actually see the show it says i mean who says there's going to be a costume this is a modern i can't say anymore uh... And so uh, he says, Mar- Mar- Marvel's going to kill me. There, there, there may, may, may be a costume. There may not be. We're looking at a suit that, you know. And so, you know, when he was wearing the robes, I thought the robes were cool. I would have I, I would have even been okay with him doing the robes. But all the corporate stuff, I just wanted a Bruce Lee kung fu movie. That's all I wanted. Just like, or at least part of it, have half of the movie. I mean, you've done two, you've done two stories on every other one. Just have the last half be the kung fu movie. Like, yes, okay, you can do all the corporate stuff at the beginning, but just have the last half after. There are your two stories right there. There are your two stories. Literally, like so easy. He comes back to he comes back to New York, takes back his company for six episodes. Then he is is in a kung fu movie. And you tie them together with some loose plot with, threads. Anyway, well, you can anyway. tie it together the same way. Tie it together with the dude at the end who is the dad, right, with Faramir. And then he gets all mixed up in the hand and stuff, and so he's trying to kill Danny Rand, and that's where the whole kung fu movie comes in. And then it's tied in the end by, you know, him getting it. So like, I found I found a, I found a promo. Just wrote your story. Uh, Come on, guys. I, I found a promo uh, still from Iron Fist that came out before the show came out where he is wearing a green button-up shirt, a double-breasted pocket button-up shirt that is unbuttoned so you can see the Iron Fist tattoo. Nice. And uh, it's just like a 
it's just like a regular button-up shirt. And I think that was their nod to the original costume because that's the closest yeah, thing that I've seen. They didn't put it in the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was it was in the show. It's a still from the show. Um, I'll put a link. I'll put a copy it. of it in the show notes. Um, and well, yeah. obviously, it made such a profound effect on me, right? Uh, yeah, like I was, I was cool. Okay, so I was cool with the whole like found footage thing. I was like, okay, sweet. But then when he never put on a costume, that was like, I'm the Iron Fist now. Like I was expecting him to go to Kung Lung and they'd be like, "Where's your costume?" He's like, "I know, I'm sorry." <laughs> or you know, I don't know, like Where's anything. Come on, just like <laughs> yeah. Where what you know, you are disgracing Kung Lung because you are not dressed not in, in uniform. The, in uniform, yeah, whatever. Like okay, and then he goes and fights for like one <laughs> half of an episode, and if you want to see his beautiful face just have the freaking thing pulled like his mask pulled off in the first like 30 seconds of the fight like who cares but come on like oh i'm very passionate about this yeah yeah i don't i I don't think it turned out as how marvel would have preferred it still was not bad like as much as we are complaining about stuff it's still better than so many of the other shows that are out there they're just uh, it, it just we were we set a high bar for it because Marvel had set a high bar for it, right? I mean, do you because guys disagree with me on that? No, it. Yeah, you're right. It. it no, I don't disagree. Anyway, whatever. I'm just gonna keep talking now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that I do disagree because I don't care about corporate stuff at all. So I would have been bored. Regardless. No, what? What Nick or what Brandon was saying is that it, with the rest of what Netflix put out. That set the bar, and when Iron Fist didn't even brush it with his finger, you know, jumped up to grab the bar, but didn't even touch it. Maybe one scene was, like, as good as, like, the worst scene in something else. Well, no, I would say that drunken fight scene, though. Well, and they didn't explain that at all, either. They didn't explain that one. He was just a a guy in the hand, and then maybe they'll explain it later. I don't know, but that was a cool fight scene. Oh, if I, Iron Fist, it, the last time we'll see Iron Fist is in Defenders, and there's no way they're giving him second a second season. I don't is this know. where you, is this where you guys search and say, "Hey, Iron Fist got picked up for season two, by the way"? But yeah, I I doubt it's, and I don't know if I want to see Iron Fist anymore. Like you know, you had your stories. We'll see what happens in Defenders. Well, I want to see what happened with Kung Lung, like. Like, I'm interested in that, at least. And if they can give me a kung fu movie in that second season, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I will watch it. But if they say, oh, well, he's got to go get his company again, then I'm done. Oh. So, if you look at Defenders Defenders on IMDb, there's like a, a drawing as the poster. And Danny is wearing a green hoodie slightly unzipped you can kind of see his tattoo see, that would have worked too that would have worked too jeez come on guys oh gosh so much wasted potential so it just seems to me that like everything was there except for the directing and the writing like i mean even the writing could, i mean they could have beefed it up but yeah it just seems like they had everything going for him and they thought we can't fail and then they failed because they didn't actually think about it it's kind of like the prequels of star wars it's like oh we have everything we need let's just do whatever 
that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. It's like you have all the elements to make the most epic thing ever, and then you just decided to do nothing with it. Well, you know, I'd be really interested to see what other people, what other people's takes are, because we've got, so we've got, an, we've we've got an Asian American, we've got a martial artist, and we've got an angry nerd. So, uh, <laughs> which one am I? Well, we'll we'll let the audience figure that one out. To be fair, one of them describes most of us. <laughs> anyway, you guys are all Asian too. How did I not know that? You see, well, if we have, if we actually I'm really this into with genealogy. <laughs> okay, all right. So, I but I would be interested to see what other people think. Uh, because that's the thing about these Netflix shows is they have a niche. Uh, and I'm not just talking about the Marvel ones. Netflix finds these shows that have hyper-targeted markets because what they want to do is they want to bring in uh, different people to become subscribers of Netflix. So maybe this just wasn't targeted towards us. Uh, if, if, if you watched this and you're listening to us and you're arguing with us this entire way, uh, I don't know why you're still listening but thank you and also uh, we can't hear you so you can stop arguing <laughs> no no they can't what they need to do is they need to jump over to facebook go to facebook.com slash fandom podcast and tell us all of the ways that we were wrong on this episode well, i will very gladly give you airtime even to to explain how we were wrong because here here's the thing art is art is taken differently by different people and just because some people don't like it doesn't mean that and don't like it is the wrong term because we've all said that it's still good it's not necessarily oh, for yeah, us but it's still good watching it yeah um just because we just because we didn't appreciate it the same way as you did doesn't mean that you're wrong doesn't mean that we're wrong but i would love to hear why you enjoyed it or why you agreed with us yeah i sometimes talking to the three of us i i kind of know what our reactions are going to be so when we get uh, answers out of left field i really enjoy it um, I, you know, talking about this is the dad side. I still would not watch this with your kids, but it's a lot safer to watch while your kids are outside running around and playing. They, they're not going to walk in on the middle of a Jessica Jones, uh, and there was one scene. intimate scene. There was one intimate yeah, scene, but, but it was nowhere near Jessica Jones. Yeah. It was not no, near Jessica not. Jones. So, and the gore was not near, uh, oh, Punisher you're you did Daredevil. enjoy Punisher being interrogated by the Irishman by Van Gogh. <laughs> oh, dude, that was a cool scene. So, uh, so it was it was toned yeah, down. It was, was it was awesome still it was show. still Marvel Netflix level of TVMA, but not not over the top. This was the least MA though. Right, right. That, I, that's the best. That's the better way to say it. I just rambled on, and Nick was all like, "Here are three words that will." They might have only had that one scene. Just to make just it MA. Kind of no, make but it, it is pretty brutal. There, 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 when he, there's like, some, get, there's some gore the in the end. martial arts. They they may have been going through a checklist. Well, so now that we're MA, we can also do these things. So why don't we do this as well? <laughs> um no, go ahead and send go ahead and send us your feedback. Fe- uh, facebook.com slash fandom podcast feedback at fandompodcast.com however you want to do that uh, if you see news that you're like this is awesome I want to talk about it you can do just what Sarah did and send us an email feedback at fandompodcast.com if you want to support us so that we focus a little bit more time on this make it a little bit better show maybe uh, <laughs> head over to fandompodcast.com slash amazon start all your purchases there 
and we will it's just like the regular amazon but we get a little bit of kickback or you can head over to fandompodcast.com slash audible i know i'm giving you lots of stuff to do right here one thing though one takeaway fandompodcast.com slash contact that's the if you forget everything else fandompodcast.com slash contact because we do this we'd love to hear from you am i wrong is it just me no i love to hear from the fans yeah, and the not fans. And I would like to point that I would ridiculous. like to point out that the fans aren't necessarily our fans, but the fans of the fandoms that we talk about, right? Cause, Absolutely. Because I can't imagine why anyone would be a fan of me. <laughs> Agreed. Sorry, I know you were looking for a compliment, but I was you know, I'm not doing that. No, 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 I was not. I was the only one who hadn't talked yet was was the angry nerd, right? Nick's been talking this whole time. Seriously. <laughs> That's true. This episode Nick kinda was the angry nerd, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was angry, but I had to find my inner peace and my inner to be able to n- not take it out on you guys, <laughs> but direct it towards whom it, deserved it. I, 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 hear, I hear if you focus your chi enough, you can turn your fist into iron. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm not the chosen one. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking it out and listening to, to, to us talk about this. And until next time, I've said my piece. I'm going back to Hell's Kitchen where it's safe. May the fandom be with you. Hang on just a second. My daughter just walked in here. I don't think my wife knows that she's out of bed. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Uh Uh-oh. I'd like to point out this is the second time we've had to pause due to children. (laughs) Yeah, put your kids to bed, Jeff. Uh, you have no idea how tempting I am to be like, hold on. <laughs> make up some excuse. Of why I have I my have child, to... puppy. Oh, have we ever told you the story of Mason's 16-year-old daughter? No. There's a commercial a while ago where it's a father teaching, her, teaching his daughter how to drive stick. And... Uh uh mason said i would never i would not give that car to my 16 year old daughter and ever since then he's just just this running joke between us that he has a 16 year old daughter for years that's really Uh, a while ago but i think before they got married erica made some comment and i said oh you can give it to your 16 year old daughter and the look on her face was i'm sorry who what (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) like oh yeah you didn't know you you didn't know actually right we named her Ashley because you know because why not (laughs) oh that's so funny whole time you said Brigadoon the only thing I could think of was Danny Rand's walking out and saying I'm gonna wash Kunlun right out of my head that's a completely different musical that's a completely different musical what I have no (laughs) idea what you guys are talking about isn't that from Brigadoon no that's from South Pacific Oh, well, I'm wrong. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, oh, can we mark mark the calendar? Both of those, Nick said no, I'm wrong. Oh, that's I'm his outro. Okay. You, you better I'm believe it. That that's his outro. No. I, so here's the thing. Both of those plays were done by my friend's high school, and I got them mixed up one year <laughs> after the other. junior year, sophomore year. They did Brigadoon in South Pacific, so that's why I got confused. So Brigadoon is a Scottish legend about a town that appears uh, every so often. I totally remember now. And totally where time now. stands still. Uh, and South Pacific is about 
uh, World War II in the South Pacific. Yeah, I know. So just take that whole part out. Nope, nope. That <laughs> whole thing is the outro. All right. Okay. So, so until next time.